The Secret Teachings of All Ages, page 69. <coughs> Motherfuckers. Time may yet prove that the upper chambers of the pyramid were a sealed, a sealed mystery before the establishment of the Egyptian Empire. In the subterranean chamber, however, are the markings which indicate that the Romans gained admission there. In the light of the secret philosophy of the Egyptian initiates, W. W. Harmon, by a series of extremely complicated yet exact mathematical calculations, determines that the first ceremonial of the pyramid was performed 68,890 years ago, on the occasion when the star Vega for the first time sent its ray down to the descending passage into the pit. The actual building of the pyramid was accomplished in the period of from 10 to 15 years immediately preceding this date. While such figures doubtless will evoke the ridicule of modern Egyptologists, they are based upon an exhaustive study of the principles of the sidereal mechanics as incorporated into the structure of the pyramid by its initiated builders. If the casing stones were in a position at the beginning of the 9th century, the so-called erosion marks upon the outside were not due to water. The theory also that the salt upon the interior stones of the pyramid is evidence that the building was once submerged is weakened by the scientific fact that this kind of stone is subject to exudations of salt. While the building may have been submerged, at least in part, during the many thousands of years since its erection, the evidence abducted to prove this point is not conclusive. The Great Pyramid was built of limestone and the granite throughout, the two kinds of rock being combined in a peculiar and significant manner. The stones were trued with the utmost precision, and the cement used was of such remarkable quality that it is now practically as hard as the stone itself. The limestone blocks were sawed with bronze saws, the teeth of which were diamonds or other jewels. The chips from the stones were piled against the north side of the plateau of which the structure stands, where they form an additional buttress to aid in supporting the weight of the structure. The entire pyramid is an example of perfect orientation and actually squares the circle. This last accomplished by dropping a vertical line from the apex of the pyramid to its baseline. If the vertical line be considered as the radius of an imaginary circle, the length of the circumference of such circle will be found to be equal to the sum of the baselines of the four sides of the pyramid. If the passage leading to the king's chamber and the queen's chamber was sealed up thousands of years before the Christian era, those late admitted to the pyramid mysteries must have received their initiations in subterranean galleries now unknown. Without such galleries there could have been no possible means of ingress or egress since the single surface entrance was completely dosed with casing stones if not blocked by the mass of the sphinx or concealed in some part of that image. The secret entrance may either may be either in one of the adjacent temples or upon the sides of the limestone plateau. Attention is called to the granite plugs filling the ascending passageway to the Queen's Chamber, which Caliph Al-Mamun was forced practically to pulverise before he could clear a way into the upper chambers. 
Sipazazi Smith notes that the positions of the stones demonstrate that they are set in place from above, which made it necessary for a considerable number of workmen to depart from the upper chambers. How did they do it? Smith believes they descended through the well. See diagram. Unfortunately, you can't see it, but there's plenty of diagrams that you can look up. Uh, it's from the Smith's life and work at the Great Pyramid. Dropping the ramp stone into place behind him. He further contends that robbers probably used the well as means of getting into the upper chambers. The ramp stone having been set in a bed of plastic. The robbers are forced to break through it, leaving a jagged opening. Mr. Dupre, an architect who has spent years investigating the pyramids, differs from Smith. However, in that he believes the well itself to be a robber's hole, being the first successful attempt made to enter the upper chambers from the subterranean chamber, then the only open section of the pyramid. Mr. Dupree bases his conclusion upon the fact that the well is merely a rough hole and the grotto of an, an irregular chamber. Without any evidence, the architectural precision with which the remainder of the structure was erected, the diameter of the well also precludes the possibility of its having been dug downward. It must have been gouged out from below and the grotto was necessary to supply air to the thieves. It is conceivable that the pyramid builders would break one of their own ramp stones and leave its broken surface and grappling hole in the side wall of their otherwise perfect gallery. If the well is a robber's hole, it may explain why the pyramid was empty when the Caliph al-Mamun entered it and what happened to the missing coffin lid. A careful, a careful examination of the so-called unfinished subterranean chamber, which must have been the base of operations for robbers, might disclose traces of their presence or show where they piled the rubble, which must have accumulated as a result of their operations. While it is not entirely clear by the, what the entrance the robbers reached with the subterranean chamber, it is improbable that they used the descending passageway there is a remarkable niche in the north wall of the Queen's Chamber, which the Mohammedan guides glibly pronounced to be the shrine. The general shape of this niche, however, with its walls converging by a series of overlap like, the gods, like those of the Grand Gallery, would indicate that originally it had been intended as a passageway. Efforts made to explore this niche have been non-productive, but Dupre believes an entrance to exist here through which, if the well did not exist at the time, the workmen made their exit <sighs> from the pyramid after dropping the stone plugs into the ascending gallery. Biblical scholars have con contrib contributed a number of most extraordinary conceptions regarding the Great Pyramid. This ancient edifice has been identified by them as Joseph's granary, despite its hopelessly inadequate incapacity. Capacity. As the tomb prepared for the unfortunate pharaoh of the Exodus, who could not be buried there because his body was never recovered from the Red Sea, and finally, 
as a perpetual confirmation of the infallibility of the numerous prophecies contained in the authorised version.